0: read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance
1: today's episode of read me romance is brought to you by the man cold bitch take some day quill i feel worse than that on a thursday on with the show Hello, everybody. It's Tessa Bailey. Welcome to Read Me Romance, lady listeners. I'm really not that mean. Like, I feel like the advertisements (laughs) that I do at the beginning of this show are always mean. But, like, I think it's just what I do when I pick the advertisements is like I find something that's bothering me or, or something. It's either something that's really bothering me or something I'm really in love with. It's never just any middle of the road stuff. But yeah, The Man Cold. Are we kidding, guys? If you're listening, any, any husbands out there, get up and, and get your shit together and get to work. <laughs> we don't have time for this. Like I just got over saying I'm nice and then I say something like that. Okay, guys, we're here for the fourth installment of An Instant Connection by Melanie Moreland. This book is so great. I love it. It's so, it's like the writing is so engaging. And so I, I can imagine that you're all loving the audiobook too. Okay. I have an email here from a listener that I'm going to read before we go ahead and get on our way. Let me ruffle some papers together. This is from, uh, Wendy. She says, hi ladies. So we listened to today's podcast while driving home and you asked if anyone had ever had that love at first sight thing happen and whether they were still married. I am one of those people. I met my husband through my ex who happened to be his good friend After we broke up, my husband swooped right in, like literally the same night. Three months later, we were married. Life hasn't always been candies, roses, rainbows, unicorns, etc., but it is our life. We had a rough patch where we actually got divorced, or as a friend put it, a bump in the road. It wasn't due to falling out of love, but a communication breakdown. Throughout it, we talked daily, co-parented like you wouldn't believe, and would call each other if having a bad day or sick. I eventually told him how much I loved him and would really like for us to try again. Needless to say, we are celebrating our 23rd wedding anniversary in June. Now, if you want a giggle for irony, our divorce was finalized on Valentine's Day 2005, and we reconciled on April Fool's Day 2005. (laughs) Uh no joke i can't even make this up keep doing what you do i absolutely love the podcast and not only your books but the books feature um oh and not only your books but the books featured nothing but love to you gals wendy oh my god that's so funny and she's so right like in real life relationships are nothing like a romance novel they're hard like there's really you know sometimes you just you like question what you're doing you're like this is not, this is not the life I set out for. This is not what I wanted. And then literally an hour later, you can be like, oh, you know, I really do love this person and they're good and they're good to me. And I don't know what I would do without them. It's, you know, it's highs and it's lows and it's rough patches. And that's what marriage is. I'm so glad to hear though, that there was a second chance romance in real life. That makes me happy. I love hearing like tropes from romance novels take place in real life oh if you guys have a second chance romance out there i would love to hear it send it in mel mel hates second chance romance so if you're listening to this sorry mel but i know some people who love it and i do love it mel doesn't like it i think because the hero lets the heroine go but you know It's more complicated than that. And I want to hear, I mean, it can be more complicated than that, but I do, I do get where she's coming from as well. In romance, you just want everything to be perfect, but I want to hear the real life romance stories, uh, second chance romance stories that you guys have. So send them in, readmeromance at gmail.com so I can read them. I love it. Okay. Thanks for listening to me, Yammer On. We're going to go into the fourth installment of An Instant Connection by Melanie Moreland. And I'll catch up with you on the other side. Enjoy.
0: Chapter 4. Mandy. After Mitch had dropped his bombshell, I stepped back, shocked, clutching the back of the sofa. What? My full name is Mackenzie Mitchell Emerson. In the business world, I go by Mackenzie Mitchell. To my family and friends, I'm Mitch Emerson. He shrugged. I hate the name Mackenzie. My mother had to use it to please her father at the time. Michelle called you Mr. Mackenzie. Again, he shrugged. That's her error. She must have heard my name incorrectly. I narrowed my eyes, anger making my heart beat faster. But you didn't bother to correct me. He ran a hand through his hair. I should have. When you said the name of the firm you worked for, I was shocked. What were the chances the woman I'd fallen for at the bus stop worked at the place I had just signed on to consult for? But you didn't. I didn't want to risk you walking away. I wanted you to get to know me. My voice rose in disbelief. By lying to me? That is what you wanted me to know about you? I didn't lie. His words hit me echoing ones I had heard in the past. I crossed my arms as the familiar feeling of unease seeped into my chest. My body shook with repressed anger. By not telling me the complete truth, you did. Are you aware there is a strict non-fraternization clause at the office? By not telling me, you've put my job at risk. Shaking his head, he stepped nearer. No, I called my lawyer on Friday night and checked. It's not in my contract. I'm a consultant. I dragged in some much-needed oxygen. It's in mine, very clearly. No dating of fellow employees, management, consultants, or business associates at Parson Planners. I shook my head in disbelief. Do you realize if Michelle or anyone at the office found out? I would lose my job. You know how much I need this job. He furrowed his brow. I'll have him recheck. We'll figure it out, sweetheart. I gaped at him. Figure it out? Do you think we're going forward, Mitch? That I'd simply accept your lies and move on? I tried to stop the quiver in my voice and failed. Disappointment and sadness flooded my system. I thought you were different. You seemed so open and honest, so real. How do you think I would have felt tomorrow when you showed up at the office? I covered my mouth and swallowed. That would have been horrible. He reached for me, but I stepped back, shaking my head. Don't. He held out his hands beseechingly. I am real. What I feel is real. I should have told you. I swear to God I intended to tell you earlier, but then we got carried away. I wasn't going to let you leave without telling you tonight. I wouldn't have done that to you, Mandy. I stared at him, my emotions high, and not believing his words. You said you thought I hadn't been treated right in the past. You were correct. My boyfriend of two years didn't treat me very well. I was always second for him, often third or fourth. Everything and everyone else was always more important. He constantly made excuses and somehow made me feel it was my fault every time. He lied and cheated on me, and when I confronted him, he said it was easier just to keep me around for when he was bored. I wasted two years of my life trying to be enough for someone who never thought I was enough to be honest or put me first. I will put you first. I picked up my purse and coat. No, by lying and omission, you've shown me your job is already more important. You made me feel things for you without knowing who you were. You took the choice from me. I can't do that again. sweetheart don't. I didn't let him finish. I held up my hand, trying hard not to break down in front of him. I indicated the space between us. This never happened. Mitch or Mackenzie, whatever your name is, tomorrow you are going to pretend you never met me and you are not going to jeopardize my job. As much as I don't like it, I need it until I've saved enough to go back to school. I don't know if I can pretend not to know you. I tossed my hair, pausing with my hand on the doorknob. I can because obviously I never did. I have no idea who you really are. And frankly, I have no desire to do so any longer. I walked out, ignoring his devastated expression and the way he hunched over the back of the sofa as if in physical pain. And he let me go. Monday morning matched my mood, overcast and dreary. I sat up and rubbed my face, already exhausted and the day hadn't begun yet. I had no idea how I was going to face Mitch and pretend I didn't know him, or that he meant nothing to me. Because he did, regardless of how things ended. I had fallen fast and hard. Before last night, I was certain I had found the man I wanted to spend my life with, and by every indication, he felt the same way toward me, except it had been a lie, and I had lived with those long enough when I was with Jay. I ran a weary hand through my hair and got ready for work, giving myself a pep talk the entire time. I worked in the assistant pool, helping out where needed. I spent most of my time on menial jobs, assisting other PAs with tasks, running errands and filling in when someone was ill or on vacation. Our space was on another floor from the architects and management. I was certain that other than the occasional meeting or accidental meetup in the hall, I could avoid Mitch. Except when I stepped outside. He was waiting, leaning up against the outside of my building dressed in an overcoat that stretched across his shoulders and billowed around his knees in the breeze. He met my gaze, his expression as weary as my own. I looked around, panicked. What are you doing here? He grasped my arm, led me around the corner, and released his hold. He stood in front of me, his hands buried in his pockets. No one from the office is going to see us, Mandy. I know you're angry with me, and you have every right to be. What I did was wrong. How I handled it was wrong. I should have said something right away, given you the choice. But you didn't. No, but I'm not giving up on us. There is no us. He stepped closer. Yes, there is. I fucked up, but I will prove it to you that you come first. We aren't doing this. From now on, we're strangers. His arms shot out and he tugged me close. His warmth surrounded me. He pushed my face into his chest, pressing his lips to my head. For a brief second, my pain eased with his closeness. Then I pushed away. Stop it. We will never be strangers. You feel it, he challenged. You felt how right it was for me to hold you. We'll figure this out and be together. We're done. He slipped his hand under my chin, his thumb rubbing small circles on my skin. As soft as his touch was, his gaze was intense. You go ahead and stay angry at me. I deserve it, but we're not done, and I am going to prove it to you. His touch was so gentle and so right. The word was out before I could stop it how he leaned down and brushed his lips to mine i'll figure it out sweetheart when you're ready to forgive me i'll be waiting he stepped back i'll head to the office now i am not riding the same bus as you i crossed my arms angry that he could still affect me so easily what were you doing at a bus stop anyway you don't seem the sort to ride a bus Another one of the many things you'll have to discover about me. I'm not a snob. I enjoy people watching and seeing the bustle around me. This city is too congested for another car, and I like the occasional bus ride. As for today, no, I will not ride the bus with you. I'll grab a cab. But I had to see you before I went into the office. Nothing's changed. He regarded me, not contradicting my words. I'll see you there. I shook my head and watched him hail a taxi and get inside. He looked over his shoulder at me, his face serious, gaze penetrating. You're right. Nothing has changed. I'm still crazy about you. I'll make it up, Mandy. I swear. With those words, he disappeared. I was on edge for the week, but nothing happened. Other PAs talked about the latest hire, but I ignored them. I heard the whispers of the hot new consultant, and a company-wide email went out introducing Mackenzie Mitchell Emerson and his impressive resume. I stared at his picture, secretly saving it on my phone before deleting the email. It was a professional headshot, and he looked every inch the serious businessman but the slight tilt to his lips showed his mischievous nature if you knew what to look for. I was careful about where I went, and by the end of the week, I was convinced I could do it. Avoid Mitch and pretend the weekend never happened, and I wasn't longing to see him. The only problem was that he didn't seem to be trying as hard. Every day, he sent a text. I heard it was you who set up my office. It's perfect, thank you. Have a great day. Hope you are okay. It's raining. I hope you brought your umbrella. I ignored them and never replied. But my day didn't feel complete until one arrived. Friday, I was disappointed when one never came. I was sitting on my sofa that evening, sipping a glass of wine, when my phone buzzed. You looked pretty today. I stared at the screen, and another message popped up. I miss you. I responded. Please stop. A minute went by, then two. Finally, a message appeared. Never. I shook my head, trying not to grin. So Mitch, persistent to the end. Saturday and Sunday, his texts were more frequent and personal. My bed isn't as comfortable without you in it. My pillow smells like you. I wish you were here. Remember when this time last week you liked me? Can we go back to then, please? Coffee? Accidental run-in at the market. Meet me at the bus stop and we'll ride around for a few hours until you're not mad anymore. Finally, Sunday night, one last one came. Please forgive me. Give me that at least. Tell me you miss me, even a little. I stared at the screen for a long time. Then with a heavy sigh, typed a reply. Yes. His response was instant. Thank you. A while later. My plan worked. You're talking to me again. Now I'll move on to step two. And yes, it's a three-step plan. My lips quirked, but I shut off my phone. Forgiving him was one thing. Letting him get back under my skin and into my life another. And neither was happening.
1: Hey, lady listeners, it's me. I hope everybody enjoyed that. We will have the happily ever after of an instant connection by Melanie Moreland tomorrow. So make sure you tune in and listen. Mel and Leah will be here. In the meantime, if you want more Melanie Moreland, there's a couple more days left of it started with a kiss being on sale. It's, it's 99 cents and it's also on Kindle Unlimited. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. You can pre-order this book "An instant connection right now. It's going to be out in three months with bonus material. So don't miss that and yeah van vested interest number five in that series it's coming out next week so make sure you pre-order and uh, i believe tomorrow thick by alexa riley comes out but it's probably already out like you know their shit goes early live early every single time so make sure you're looking uh, at their social media because i'm sure the i'm sure it's already live <laughs> if And you just wait till you see the cover. You've probably already seen it at this point, but oh my good Lord. Okay, yeah. So Thick by Alexa Riley, all this good stuff from Melanie Moreland, and I'll be back. Leah will be here. Mel will be here tomorrow to play you the final installment of An Instant Connection. So we'll see you then, lady listeners. Enjoy your night. Bye.
0: Read me romance. Read, read me romance.